0: Wait, wait, wait. You love football, right? I'm pretty sure you love football. You love the Premier League? Hey, I do too. I'm your host, I'm Ryan Leaf, and I host the Dugout Football Podcast. Guys, I just hosted my good friends Victor Smith, Sanele Zondi, Richard Kalaba, and Henry Kalaba as we chopped it up about Chelsea Football Club and what's going to happen in the impending future. So, part one, I hosted Victor Smith and Sanele came on for a little little cameo. We spoke about Chelsea and their opinions about what's going to happen going forward. Part 2, I had Henry Colaba and Richard, and we both spoke about um, what's happening at Chelsea. And I got some very raw emotion out of Richard tonight, which I'm very proud of. I love doing this, guys. Thank you so much for giving me all the listens. The Dugout Podcast is now available on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. So, click the subscribe button and stay tuned for more content. By clicking subscribe, you basically receive automatic updates whenever I create more content. Going forward, we're going to be having plenty of competitions, giveaways, and that sort of vibe. So if you are keen, if you are keen to get your hands on a Premier League jersey before the season starts, stay tuned to my podcast. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It's happening. Football opinions brought to life by me, my guests, on the dugout. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Enjoy this episode. What up people? Welcome to the dugout. You're here with your boy Ryan Leaf and I'm actually here with one of my very good friends that I go a very long time way back. His name is Victor Smith. Victor and I were in DHS together. We were in primary school at Brighton Beach together. We go back years and it's incredible that even to this day, we still debate about football and still ...act like children every now and again. <laughs> Victor, welcome to the dugout, my boy. How are you? I'm great, thanks, man. You? I'm well, thanks. I'm well, great, thanks. Good. Thank you for having me. Anytime, VM. Anytime. So, throughout the show, I'm going to call Victor VM... ...because that is his, uh, his nickname that everybody calls him. Victor Matthew. So, VM, speak
1: to me about uh, how you became a Chelsea fan. Oh, so... Um, ...unlike most people, like my family aren't really big soccer fans... So, what really made me a Chelsea fan is one moment. Joe Cole's goal in the 2006 World Cup against Poland. you remember that screamer? Yeah, that was a screamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I first started watching soccer during that tournament, and, okay, Zidane was everyone's favorite player back then, but I found out, you know, who does Joe Cole play for? He plays for Chelsea, and then, you know, 12 years old, you're impressionable. Mm. Chelsea became my team. Good choice. I guess you never looked back ever since. Oh, definitely not. Okay. So I reckon in that time since Roman Abramovich took over at Chelsea it's been nothing but happy times for you, right? Not really, eh? You know, as much as the trophies are there, the success is there, um, you know, Chelsea don't necessarily have the most loyal fan base and it shows with how, you know, the fans turn on managers, the fans turn on players. I'm just thinking about it now. Um, Mourinho's Second spell, the 2015 16 season, when uh, he got fired, yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. everyone was like, "Get rid of the rats," uh, Diego Costa, Fabregas, and Hazard, yeah, who were literally our three best players the previous season. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a great club to support, but you got to expect a lack of stability. It's it's normal. It's it's,
0: it's hundred yeah. percent normal. So so with Hazard's departure, has that left a bit of a sour taste in your mouth, or how do you feel as a fan knowing that your best players? ultimately left your club for greener pastures.
1: Okay, you know, the thing is, as a human being, you cannot, you cannot doubt his commitment to the club for seven years. He's been a fantastic servant, uh, my opinion, the best player in the Premier League over the past seven years, third best player in the world, and, you know, if anyone deserved that, move it as him. So the human side says, you know, can't complain about that. As a fan, it's really, really difficult because it's—he's probably the first, the first Chelsea player that really had that stardust thing about him. You know, you can talk about Drogba's and Lampard's and Terry's—they are great players, world-class players—but you never ever considered them, you know, top three in the world. You know, they were yeah. never at that, never at that actual level. You know, yeah. And it's, its difficult. I think for the whole league, it's a massive loss. Mm. Yeah, it is really a massive really, of loss because massive love, yeah. some,
0: somebody of his quality actually leaving to go to Real Madrid. I mean, it's a massive loss because of every single year Hazard was obviously nominated for all his top awards mm. year in year out. I think losing someone like him, do you actually believe, despite Chelsea's transfer ban, let's say they weren't? Yeah. Is there an equal replacement in the entire world for Eden Hazard? Messi. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Messi
0: okay. nice. No, uh,
1: t- to be honest, um, you know, the thing about Hazard is he's one of the very few players. He doesn't have to score or assist to impact games. He He's a match winner. He wins games by himself. And there are very few players in world football where you can, you know, name like that. He's been carrying the team for mm-hmm. such a long time. And to carry a team so consistently, you've got to be a really special player. Yeah. I don't think there's any player outside the Ronaldo Messi bracket. You know, possibly Neymar. But the thing is... Actually, you know, Neymar's is probably just as good a player. And in certain respects, better if you look at his goals and assists. But, you know, I'm one nil down, 85 minutes. I wouldn't trust him more than what I trust Hazard. So, to be honest, there's no replacement. To almost make something out of nothing. An unpredictability, almost. Exactly. The thing is... A replacement has to be made It can't be bought mm. You have to sell the stadium And <laughs> Off. Off. <laughs> go see if you can No, no, you never know You never know Messi might get tired or something.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you feel like Do you feel like In this this period of Instability happening At Chelsea right now mm. In terms of sorry being taken out the club And he's obviously Manager of mm. Juventus now That was announced yeah. um, In this phase of Unpredictability That's happening At the club right now is Lampard the correct appointment?
1: This is the biggest question. Okay, that's a very that's a very difficult one because you know from an emotional side, there've been okay, there've been certain managers who coached the clubs that they that they that they played for and was very successful. Look at Pip Guardiola and Zinedine Zidane, you know, and I think everyone likes to make reference to that, but. Lampard's job is going to be extremely difficult, not just because of the transfer ban, but how many match winners can you name in the team right now? There's some great players, really, really good players, but real, real match winners. Not it's really difficult. But I, I do feel that long term, long term, long term. If he's given, if he's given two years. And he signs a addendum to his contract where it says You cannot fire me unless I'm in the bottom half of the table at Christmas mm. Then he can possibly succeed But in, in a results game like it is now oh, I don't think he has the experience Because let's, let's just play out the scenario, right? Lampard becomes Chelsea manager Has a good pre-season Loses the first game of the season to Man United What happens?
0: Mm. I, don't, I don't believe the fans turn on him automatically No, the, the, fans, the fans wouldn't turn on him I think, I think this Charlton band is a bit of a blessing in disguise for Lampard because obviously it buys him more time
1: With Abramovich there's no such thing That is also true uh, there's, <laughs> there's no such thing There's no such thing You have a look at AVB, right? Mm. Everyone thought that now, okay we've got this young manager in who's going to bring young players in he's going to get time once you start losing games back to back, you're going to get fired at any club. At mm. any club. Remember, Chelsea aren't at a low right now. We finished third, won the Europa League. The we finished in place. I mean, it's yeah, not much of a low. We had a time. we had a pretty decent season. Mm. You know, um, if he took over and we finished seventh, it would be a different story. <laughs> yeah. But you know, there, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. Uh, my personal opinion, there's no one else available, so give him the job. Massimiliano Allegri. He's going to take a sabbatical, and he's never been in England before. And he's a trophy winner. He's not going to want to go to a club who's not going to win anything in the first season. Because think about it, realistically, what can Chelsea win next season? As a Chelsea fan, I love my club. Mm. But realistically... Um, we need to strengthen, but we can't.
0: Despite certain players being dead wood certain players, it needs to be obviously gotten rid of. Do Chelsea, can, can they actually expense those players or do they need every single player they can just
1: to stick together for next season? Um, that depends on who the player actually is. So, for example, if Zappa Costa has to leave, he can go. That's no problem. He had absolutely no impact. And with regards to uh, the issue about depth, we have enough young players who can play just as well as he does. Mm. But then you go and you look at your players like Luis. but Luiz just got a new contract. I wanted him gone, to be I, honest. I think,
0: personally, David Luiz deserves a new contract. I, I know I know. there are certain times when he can be calamitous and clumsy. There mm-hmm. are, he, he does yeah. have this... I think he's never, ever ensued this uh, aura of calm in the Chelsea back four. I don't believe that... Yeah. But the reality is, I think he's a player who's experienced enough to almost come in there and at least take someone like Christensen under his wing and almost
1: mold him into the centre-half. all believe he's going to be. You know the thing, the thing about Luis that, that frustrates me. This guy's in his thirties. There's not much time for him to get any better. Yeah. So, giving him another contract. What you see is what you get with him. He's not going to get any better. That's how he is. All those mistakes that he's prone to making—it's not going to stop. Mm. Now, you, okay, Kepper, for example. I think Kepper is a great goalkeeper. I don't think he's one of the best in the world, but I do think he's a great goalkeeper. He's been put under so much pressure because of Louise. There have been games where he's been, you know, completely set up just because. Luis doesn't know how to hold his position and,
0: and I feel like I feel like Tony Rudiger Has been playing so well He's actually been He's been a player for Chelsea And, and the, the reality is I think if he has the correct partner Next to him Yeah that, That's an entirely different back four my, my only annoyance
1: With With Maurizio Sari, Especially is the way He treated Gary Cahill Yeah you don't do that You know And, and, and that's, that's That's a That's a Very good point Because You look at Antonio Conte right Came into Chelsea John Terry wasn't a part of his plans, but he didn't treat him poorly. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't play him, but he at no point did he treat him poorly. That's hundred percent correct. Yeah. But I just feel like Gary Cahill could have
0: contributed so much more towards Chelsea's season in times when in times when their backs were against the wall in games like against United, against Liverpool at Anfield, mm-hmm. against um, Tottenham, Tottenham away. There were certain games in the Premier League that Chelsea needed someone to almost come in there and calm things down. Yeah. And I just feel like there weren't enough players besides Gary Gallicchio that could provide that, that calmness. Yeah. So,
1: how did Maurizio Sarri ultimately lose the fans to the point where they just didn't want him there? He was stubborn. He was stubborn. You know, you, you look at all the great managers. They all have philosophies but you need flexibility within your philosophy that's true so you look at somebody like pip right pip plays this expansive possession high pressure game but if he's playing against a title rival away from home and he knows that he won the first game you know he's gonna drop aguirre and play sterling as a nine that's true you know, he has no problem doing it because mm-hmm. it's, at the end of the day, it's to gain points. You know, mm-hmm. you, that, that's how you win trophies. You look at somebody like Jose Mourinho. I've only seen Jose Mourinho with a club or with a team that is perfectly suited to the way he wants to play on two occasions. Yeah. That is his Real Madrid 2012 team and his Chelsea 2005-2016, his second season there. Mm-hmm. When the teams actually started attacking. Mm. But now, what he does is, if he knows the team doesn't have the capability to do it, he'll change tactics. And that's what great managers do. Unfortunately, Sari didn't do that. I think Sari was stubborn in plenty of games.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: There, there, there were games where a back
0: three was not suited for Chelsea to play against teams that will attack you. Mm. And I think he still chose to play a back three, knowing full well that certain teams have... Like we have in the modern Premier
1: League now. I think now. you're confusing Surrey and Conte. Surrey never played a back three. It was no, no,
0: always no. 4-3-3. No, no, no. Sorry, did the one time against Spurs.
1: No, he's never he played did. a back three.
0: In the Carabao Cup, the Carabao Cup, and there was a for it was the time for was at White Hart Lane. Oh, at Wembley. Sorry, my mistake. It was Christensen, David Luiz, Tony Rudiger. That was sorry attempting to try new system out. It was in the beginning of the season. It was him trying out a new system And it didn't work It failed Yeah It failed But that was I'm not saying it happened often Yeah It, it didn't happen often But that yeah. was him When he first got to Chelsea yeah. Obviously feeling out Feeling his squad And saying Yeah 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 Let me obviously see if a back Did work Yeah And I'm happy that you pointed out His stubbornness mm. I think the first point of Sorry losing the Chelsea
1: fans mm. Was obviously buying Jorginho I don't think that's a problem eh I think Jorginho is a brilliant son. To replace the best defensive midfielder in the world with Not, to, repli- not to replace Not
0: to replace it. but Almost to, to put a square peg in a round hole.
1: Because, because N'Golo Kante filled that role amazingly last season. But it's, he's a different kind of player. That's true in, 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 Okay, you, um, you look yeah. at Barcelona, right? Busquets. The way Busquets plays. Kante will never be able to fill that role. As much as Kante is the best holding midfielder in the world, he doesn't have the awareness... In an offensive way. He doesn't know how to keep possession like that. Yeah. That's not his game. You, you know what? I also think that... If I look at Saru's way of playing...
0: Jorginho is almost an outball. So players are being pressurized from the back to the front. Mm. And Jorginho... When I watched him in the beginning of the season... He was clocking up passes more than some entire teams. Yeah, Jorginho happened to be the one player where... When players are under pressure, they have to give the ball to Junior Because he's, he's safe. Yeah. He's safe. And not, not because he's a backwards and sideways kind of man. He passes he forwards forward, all the time.
1: But the reality is he's always the one person that's free and got a calm head. He's yeah. safe. And that's what makes him a really good player. I just think he's not used to how high pressure English football was. Mm-hmm. Remember when you're playing at Napoli and you're playing away at Sassuolo and you're playing against Hellas <laughs> Verona. It's not the same as playing against Crystal Palace, where you have high-pressure guys, or you're playing against um, Wolves. You know, these teams press. These At teams, the modern yeah. you know, these, these teams are aggressive. In Italian football, it's not. If you're from a big team, they give you respect, and they'll back off. No, that's, that's 100% right. So,
0: throughout the show today, we're actually going to get a couple of our fans on here just to get their opinions. The majority of them are Chelsea fans. Um, First things first I'm actually going to get One of my friends Sanele Sanele happens to be One of our good friends From high school And uh, Victor knows him Very well too Let's give him a call And see what he says I hope he answers man (laughs) (laughs) Hey sonsman! Can you talk, my Jeep? I can talk to you, what's up? What's up, boy? You're in the Die Podcast, how are you? I'm
1: good at you, my boy, is good. I'm good, I'm here with Victor! Hey, man, how's it? Ah, uh, Vicom! <laughs> are you keeping, bro? <laughs> I'm good at you, G. how are you doing, bud? No, great, 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 great.
0: Sons listen, we're talking about Chelsea here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talking about Chelsea, I've, we've mentioned Maurizio, Sari, Victor and I. And Victor has kind of encapsulated what went wrong. We on the point of we're on the point of, yeah, yeah. of Sari using Jorginho as his go to defensive midfielder. Do you agree with that or should it be in Kante?
1: position. For me, attack. He I'm sorry. He a a big What do you think, Victor? No, you know uh, I I don't agree with that. Um, you look at you look at the role that Vidal played when he was at uh, when he was at Juve. Remember they had Perlo in the middle, Pogba on the one side and Vidal on the other side, right? Oh, yes. Vidal was the person making the most tackles. Vidal's the person making the most uh, interceptions but he didn't play in the middle I've never seen Perlo do a slide tackle in my life right? <laughs> he, he, he comes off with the clean <laughs> pants every game just similarly like like Jorginho like right Jorginho is a similar kind of player obviously not as good Perlo's a legend and I think that's what he tried to replicate mm-hmm. what Sam is doing is not new I remember the AC Milan team when Perlo was there as well it was Perlo it was Gattuso and it was Karen Seidoff Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's they. The Italians are used to playing with the, with a holding midfielder that doesn't make any tackles, and then the guys on the side that do all the box to box work. Sanz, I know you have some uh, some apathy
0: towards Jorginho, but do you agree with Victor to some extent? To some extent, I do agree. I won't lie,
1: but if I have to ask you, Victor, yeah. Okay, okay. Now, sons, I understand where you're coming from. Obviously, um, for Kante, being in the middle is the best for him. But the style of football that they play. Remember, if the forward players were pressing properly, they wouldn't have this problem. Wouldn't have this problem at all. Because, Jorginho at Napoli, it was Hamzic and it was Allen next to him. But the front three... Um, Mertens in Singe and uh, Calello. Mm. These guys were constantly pressing, constantly going for it. Uh, uh, Morata is useless. Um, Higuain is oh. overweight. <laughs> and Hazard, you can't expect Hazard to press, you know, because you don't want him doing defensive work.
0: Sans, if yeah, we
1: yes. if
0: if we're being real here, so Lampard's impending arrival at Chelsea. You're not saying it's confirmed, but yeah. if it is. Being real about this current situation at Chelsea and what's happening at Stamford Bridge Does Lampard finish outside the top four with what he has at his disposal? Oh, That's a tough one Yo, yo, yo And as a Chelsea fan would you be content? That's even better one With Lampard as our new manager as Lampard finishing fifth in the Premier League next year? <laughs> Oh but understanding
1: what we're trying to build and who's coming in uh, I'd have to say for now You know okay? you know you know one thing that can actually work out. You know I'm just thinking now of when Pochettino first went to Spurs, they didn't make any signings, right? Harry Kane wasn't in the team. He was out on low mm. when he first got there. Dele Alli wasn't in the team. They just he bought him from MK Don's Eric Dyer wasn't there. He bought him from, uh, I think it was Sporting Lisbon Academy. Yes. He was still playing with Roberto Soldado up front. Yeah. Useless, you know. And Pochettino didn't make many signings. He had Ericsson there, but Ericsson was still fairly young and inexperienced and he needed some time. And with working with the younger players and the youth players, the really talented ones that he did have, it kind of worked out, you know. Mm-hmm. There's always a chance that it can. There's always a chance that it can. Um, Okay, I hate making reference to Pip Guardiola and the 2009 Barcelona team, but that was one of the greatest teams I think we've ever seen. 100%. But you look at the players that he did bring in. How well they did. Busquets, a player that he brought up. Um, Pedro. Okay, Pedro was never a world-class player, but he was very good. Piquet. Very good player that he brought up. Um, okay, Iniesta was there already, but Pip Guardiola didn't make many signings. He wasn't known for that. I think the only signing he. Okay, no, he did. He did know. Danny Alves was signed just before that. But, you know, he didn't make many signings. I think if you have the right spine on your team and the right core, then it will work out. But the problem with that is. Boss, and had a Chavi, and the had a Puyol. They had leaders. Chelsea don't have that right now.
0: Sons, I need to get you on the podcast, boy. We need to meet up soon. This needs
1: to happen. Definitely, boy. Definitely. Yeah, all right,
0: yeah, yeah. What would be nicest? What would be nicest? The next Chelsea talk we have, I'll definitely include you and Victor simultaneously. We'll both be. We'll all be together, and we'll hang on and we'll talk. Okay. Uh, well, I'm not I think all right.
1: Shot, sons. Should... Chat
0: soon my boy. All Cheers. Right. Cheers sons. Alright, uh like
1: Bye. nice to get Sans' opinion then. Eh?
0: Yeah 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 that was nice. Yo, when
1: else you heard that guy's voice. Bro, high school. <laughs> it's,
0: Which it's, is what? Yo, <laughs> seven years ago <laughs> It's actually funny to get to gauge the uh, the different opinions that Chelsea fans have because I don't believe there's like a uniform opinion that Chelsea fans have together collectively. Which is natural with any fan base. But I just think
1: that with Sands' unhappiness towards finishing fifth or sixth with Chelsea. Yeah. I'll be unhappy, definitely. I I'll, I'll be completely unhappy. Um why is why is there such expectation
0: at Chelsea? When the reality no, I, I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. But but the reality is, contextually speaking, Chelsea's inability to improve that squad. And we all know the saying: if you don't actually move forward, you go backwards in the Premier League. Not true. You Myself, look at a team like Spurs; they are an anomaly. They are once off. Pochettino <laughs> did a, <laughs> he did an amazing job? Yeah. With not spending any money, and you can't commend him any higher. Than and it.
1: also, Harry Kane's been fit for the most of it. Exactly. Which has been magic. He just got injured like this season, I think. Exactly, exactly so And he never scores in, in August And he still ends up getting 20 plus goals
0: Exactly um, I want to speak to you about Troubled positions
1: in goals first 11 I think centre half is a glaring one Yeah, no, definitely You know, Rudiger's a great player If there's a capable partner for him That would be fantastic You know, it would be great But we're not in the market Kazuma will definitely come back. He'll definitely. I think I part. think Kazuma can't be allowed. Yeah. To he'll, leave Chelsea. He'll he'll definitely be back. Um, so I think our four centre backs are going to be Louise, Christensen, Zuma, and Rudiger, which on paper is not bad. I think Ampadu will even have. Ampadu will be playing in midfield. He. I think he, I think Ampedu will have some say in next season. He does not. He played. Remember, under Conte, Ampadu was playing in midfield. Whenever he played. And it's sorry it was in defense. Mm. He doesn't have the stature for it. Especially in the Premier League. You can't have a skinny short... no not a short guy. But you can't have a skinny guy playing... Playing center back and expect him to be good. No offense, but Nathan Ake isn't the biggest man either. But he plays pretty well at center half. He concedes a lot of goals. The, the good things you see about Nathan Ake is like he's attacking work. One thing I will, I will, I, I, I will state though... I think he was hyped up too much. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think he was hyped up too much. Nathan Aké is twenty-one years old.
0: Yeah, Nathan, Nathan Aké has so much development to actually go through that for his current,
1: his current form right now is actually very, very commendable. Nathan Aké will be a great player. I have no doubt about that. But you know, people were drawing comparisons, and that's always a horrible thing to do. But Nathan Ake is not a rock-solid centre-back. He's not that kind of player. He can play as a sweeper. He can play in midfield, but you need a rock-solid guy next to him. He's yeah. a ball-playing centre-back.
0: Mm-hmm. But but yet we digress. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so Barcelona actually put a bid for thirty-five million pounds for William. It's been rejected again. Yeah. Barca have been major admirers of William for the past say three years now. Mm. Williams dropped In productivity Last season Dropped by Major numbers yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Such an unproductive William <coughs> Excuse me yeah. For a very long time
1: Yeah
0: Does Williams Alarming Drops In his In his um, In his conversion rates Does it make him Exceptional To say Well If Barca come through Again with a, an improved Improvement Say 14 million
1: That you let him go uh, I wouldn't sell him To be honest because we're going to start the season with Hudson-Odoi injured. Yes. Um, I don't trust... Pedro's a good player when he needs to be... He scores goals, which is good. But, to be honest, we can't get a replacement, we can't sell him. Mm. I uh, stand by that. Uh, funny enough, William always plays well when Hazard played bad. <laughs> you look at the 2015-2016 season when he was hitting those free kicks in on the regular. Yeah, he was
0: banging them in. Hazard was having a
1: ghastly season. Mm. And mm. William played well. That was... That is, I, I think William will be relied on a lot next season. And even
0: a, him and Pedro as like the older head in the squad. So obviously. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And as a result, I think he will step up. Yeah,
0: I, I also I also agree with that. Um, I don't think Chelsea need much in midfield, to be honest.
1: Remember that with William, it's not. It was also because of Hazard being there. William would hug the touchline, mm. and you can't score and get assist if you're hugging the touchline. I think William provides
0: Chelsea with much needed width yeah. because Pedro was the one that you would see He's causing havoc yeah. coming inwards. You know, I think he was mm. the one that was, and William would obviously create the width way mm. as an out for Chelsea. You know, yeah. so. It's also a
1: good part of his work that he does. Another thing, though. We're going to talk about his conversion rate. It's going to link up with why uh, Jorginho didn't have an assist. The only reason why Jorginho had no assist is because our strikers were putrid. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I was watching a YouTube clip and it was showing all of Jorginho's robbed assists. I actually counted. There were 24 of them. What? Twenty-four sitters that the strikers missed and could have been assists for Jorginho. That's
0: actually terrible. Yeah, that is terrible. I believe that's all Higuain or
1: some of it is Higuain. Morata mainly. Yeah, that's also true. That's also Morata, true. Yeah. No.
0: Do Do you agree with with Roman Abramovich's totalitarian um, approach towards the entire like control of that football club and the way he's handled it over the past couple of years? It's because good. because yeah. there's been there's been no almost Manager that's been there That the Chelsea fans Can build a long term affection
1: with You know I think that's the next step In Chelsea's evolution But For the past How many years 16 years I think it's been fine Um Because in the past 16 years We've got 5 Premier League titles We've won the Champions League We've won the Europa League twice Mm. Um I think I, th- I think it's okay. The last time we won the... Uh, well, that time first division title was in 1955 before yes. that. So it worked. Yeah. It took Chelsea from being a mediocre team to being up there at the big boys. Mm-hmm. And now in order to maintain that without breaking the bank, we have to start building some sustainability. And we have yeah. all the infrastructure in place for that. We have a fantastic youth system the boys are winning the FA Youth Cup almost every year.
0: Because Chelsea are signing all the young boys. <laughs> like, let's yeah. be honest. It was, was only
1: Bertrand Traore. Well, that was the main one. That was, that the, main was the main one. one that was the main team. one. There was plenty that was more, let's be real. real. real.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, do you think that Lampard coming in, would you like to see some longevity in that appointment? I mean, say... Given the next three, four years, where he's actually given time.
1: Four years is too much. Two years is fine. Two years is time. Don't you feel like you're being a bit entitled? No, because um, let, let's be real. This Charles band
0: does almost have Lampard's hands tied behind his back.
1: Yeah. So you judge him at the, for next the season after this season. Mm. So this season, it's all about putting foundations in place. Remember, he can't build a team if he's losing games. No one wants to go to a team that's finishing sixth.
0: That's true.
1: So there still needs to be a certain level of of, 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 of quality mm-hmm. in the way that the team is playing. I understand the team is going to, you know, just fall back slightly, but uh, we're not going to accept an eighth place or seventh place. Or there,
0: there should be some, I'd say, empathy for Lampard's situation because the reality is what's the one, tools
1: at his disposal? Yeah. That is why if he finishes out of the top four, we can't fire him. But we can't have an embarrassing season. I
0: think Chelsea will still appeal this deal and actually get out of it in the end.
1: Yeah, but you know what the thing is? In those two transfer windows, the gap's going to go like that. Well, this is my opinion. Man City are in a class of their own. There's no team in the world that comes close to them. Their team is okay, they haven't won the Champions League and Liverpool were within one point. But that team is exactly the same as the team they had last year. To have that, how can you have 198 points across two seasons? It's madness.
0: It's absolute madness. And the reality is, they've been worthless. You can't even fault them. Their
1: best player last season, Kevin De Bruyne, didn't play and they were still as good.
0: They were still as efficient, they were still churning on points. Week in, week out I think I haven't seen a game That City played Besides the Leicester-Newcastle games There wasn't one game That I watched City play Where I didn't feel like They weren't going to get three points Yeah every, every game I watched City play Teams sat back And literally Were too scared To come out of their own arms. Yeah And City were almost bullish Where I didn't see a team Come out there And play them at their own game Every single game they played I just felt so comfortable In then getting three points. Yeah. No. The
1: thing is, they're on a different level. They're on a different level. Mm. Um, I just think the only thing that prevented them from winning the Champions League in the past two seasons is confidence. If you think about it, how many Champions League winners are in that team? Who's won the Champions League there before? Danilo, he's a bench player.
0: That the one player Was wanted,
1: Yeah Right Only one guy They They have great experience But in the Champions League They don't I think the furthest They've made it to Is the semis That
0: argument Comes into question Because you look at Liverpool Who've only I can't think of A Champions League winner mm-hmm. I can think of A Premier League winner In James Milner Yeah But
1: that entire squad Hasn't really won trophies I think Besides Jeroen Shaqiri The thing The The thing for me is um, Jürgen Klopp was the luckiest manager in the world. Why? Luckiest manager in the world. Because he took over Liverpool when they were in free fall. And all he needed to do was stabilize it, and it was seen as success. The last two seasons have been proper success. I'd say... It took him four seasons to win a trophy. There's any n- other club, any other top, any any other any other of the big six clubs, mm-hmm. who's been there for three seasons, not won a trophy, and still kept their job? You need to put in, it in, in. In. since the Premier League era. We, we digress, but let's get into the
0: arguments. You you put the whole thing into context. Liverpool, in a couple of years before Klopp's um, arrival, were going into administration and were going to go down the leagues. That's the reality of it. They were going to go down the leagues, Mm -hmm. end up being administrated and not be a football club anymore. Mm -hmm. Liverpool have seen their fans and their club go from those kinds of postures to European finals and eventually winning the Champions League. Mm -hmm. I know what you're saying by obviously any other manager is gone after losing that amount of finals or whatever the case may be. But the reality is, to see where our club have been... And the danger, the impending danger of what could have happened to our club, and the tiresome times of having Christian Paulson and Jay Spearing and all these players. To see Club tell those postures around give us a record net net spend. We've never had such a profit in our entire lives. To have the squad we have, the world class squad we have, which is one of the best in our history. Mm. To see Club take us from that all the way there, those things were all signs of progress. Even though we lost those finals, they were all signs. Club getting to the Champions League place in fourth and getting to a Europa League final that year, that was seen as progress. It may have hurt us, it may have deflated our fans for a second, but contextually speaking... No, of course, that I know. Progress. no, 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 I, I have
1: no point that, that I say he hasn't, he's had the opportunity to build the club over a four-year yeah. period and no manager gets that privilege, no one, mm-hmm. I think only Pochettino But Spurs haven't won a trophy in forever It's not like Spurs were ever up there
0: Just like just like with Spurs It's a very similar situation It's That's different progress. though It's, it's different though. Progress.
1: Remember he took over Liverpool And there were five time Champions League winners He didn't take over a team that had never been a no. mm. it's, it's, it's a different story Remember every season with Pochettino Where he gets one point more He becomes the greatest And then the next greatest And then the next greatest it's a, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's completely different. What Liverpool did with Klopp was, was fantastic. It showed great trust. Mm. Because, you know, thinking about his first season, you remember when he used to bring on Stephen Corker as striker? <sighs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: This is exactly what I'm saying. That we go from being Stephen Corker on a six-month loan deal to having people like Virgil van Dijk leading our back four. This is what it comes yeah. to. This is the
1: progress that comes But from. now, I think, and I think because the club needed him more than what he needed the club. So the club At gave him exactly what he wanted. True. That's 100% true. I think right now as well. I think right now as well. Jürgen clubs more important than any player. Mm. Also he, he's the, he's the, the most important, he's com, like, by far the most important Jamie J-
0: Carragher said the exact same thing well. where he said, I'd rather lose Virgil van Dijk than lose. Yeah nope. I don't know. But Back to Chelsea So let, let's be honest for a second Let's be yeah. real With the way things are going In the Premier League I don't see I don't see Arsenal improving much Yeah I don't see I don't see Manchester United dramatically improving next season yeah. I don't Yeah I don't see Everton
1: Even coming close Towards a top four place the top six are too far from everyone else. So, so, us being real for a second.
0: Do Chelsea finish in the top four next season?
1: Yeah. You think so? Barely.
0: Fourth place or third?
1: I think next season going to be a lot tighter. Well this, well, this top four is really tight.
0: It was sad how almost all the teams kind of threw it away. Game by game. Yeah, like... No, nobody like was fancy like for no it. No one wanted to make <laughs> top <that> four.
1: Yo, yo, yo. I don't know Like
0: <laughs> Literally I'm watching this thing And I'm saying to myself Okay The top four teams Are all
1: playing in one day Cool Let's watch mm. Draw Loss Draw I'm thinking about Like Arsenal conceding three, In three weeks It was yeah. yeah
0: That was scary That was scary So guys Victor thinks that Chelsea Are going to finish In the top four I'd love to hear All of your thoughts Victor Thank you so much For being here today Oh man, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been an awesome conversation about Chelsea and even though we digressed towards the end, it was nice to almost diverge into different avenues of our conversations that I normally have. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, it's been an amazing experience so far. I'm now actually broadening my horizons by moving on to Apple Podcasts. That's been complete. It's been verified. And you can now find it on Apple Podcasts. Just type in the dugout and you will see my name there with obviously the the dugouts profile picture so guys it's been a wonderful chat about chelsea i've had my good friend victor here which i'm going to have on much more uh, going forward and i really appreciate all of your listeners have the best day cheers